Mrs. Olivia Buckley of Cherry Brook invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Fifi Box. Yes, good morning. It is me, Tony Martin. Good morning, Fifi Box. Good morning, Tony. That's as much as you're allowed to say, I'm afraid. Really? You're just giving people the opportunity to switch over. Oh, no, I'm providing clutter, aren't I? You've, pro- you've cluttered up the program already. <laughs> Do not panic, anybody. Nickelback, saving me, is coming right up. That's those new radicals here on Triple M. It's Get This. Good morning, everybody. It's myself, Tony Martin, Richard Marsland. How you doing, Tony? Pushing the buttons, talking at the same time. Getting it all done. Never <laughs> been done in radio before. And what about a round for EV Box? Here she is. <laughs> Oh, I'm really scared, Tony, I'm going to let you down today. How could that happen? Because I've been living in a vortex for two weeks. I haven't read a newspaper or magazine, and um, I, I did let the shebang down yesterday. Really? From, from being completely out of the know. What did you talk about? Oh, linseeds and apples, because that's all I've eaten for where two you, weeks. Where have you been? <laughs> I went to a health retreat. Why is that? To de-stress, to relax, and to find out what life's really about. <laughs> and it seems it's about doing meditation and yoga four times a day. Okay. And uh, But the only thing is, what's really disappointed me is I did, I ate Every, I have a terrible diet. You probably would have seen me. Richard, I know you've seen firsthand what I can consume in an afternoon. I know Marty Shearbold will just, he charges at the uh, vending yeah. machine in the foyer. <laughs> we have vending machine picnics in the studio <laughs> with salt and vinegar chips and what? snakes live. <laughs> what were you going to say, Richard? No, I was just going to say Fifi has a steady diet of cupcakes yeah. and, and uh, milkshakes yes, as well. Yes, yeah. totally. It's, it's, so I've really, I decided all I'm going to eat is organic, fat-free, no sugar food. I haven't had sugar, salt, caffeine or alcohol for two or four weeks. And at the start of the, the health retreat camp, you yes. get weighed. And at the end of it, you get weighed again. And I thought, this is brilliant. Imagine the weight I'm going to lose on linseeds and apples. And I put on weight. You put on weight? I'm the first person in the history of the world to go to a health camp and put on weight. I was so furious, I demanded more scales. I got the nurse. The nurse had to go on fight, rustle up more scales. You haven't zeroed it properly. <laughs> you can't put on weight at a health camp. So what's the lesson here? Uh, stick with the cupcakes. Yeah, clearly I am better off with refined white bread and, and processed food. What is a linseed, <laughs> anyway? That's not food, that's something for oiling furniture. <laughs> Cricket bats. You shouldn't be eating that. Now, why do you have to go there to de-stress? Is it this place here? Oh, look, this work can... I mean, people do think it is quite a carefree job, and admittedly, yeah. I, I do only work for two hours a day, <laughs> so the fact that I get so stressed and run down probably does say a little bit about the place. Dealing with management, is that it? Do I remember a few weeks ago, you had my good friend Marty on the yeah, show, yeah. and um, I know he nearly lost his job from a few things he said. Is that right? So, oh, well, I don't... But people it's... love that. They love it when Marty <laughs> tells it like it is. I know. I can't say too much, though, because as of Wednesday, we're putting our show up on blocks to have a look at. Oh, that'll be so... good. <laughs> Geniuses who have a look. Depending on what I say before then, the show could be put on blocks and retired so you told you'll need some more sizzle well, we've got this new format the listeners all hate it blokes who thought of it they couldn't be happier the only good reaction we've had are from the blokes who thought of it and then i discovered this morning they haven't even been listening to the show is that right nikki what happened they asked you how's the new format going yes so they haven't even bothered to, so they've vandalized our program the listeners hate it and they haven't even bothered to tune in to hear the result of their own damage so it's like take the bloke out and shoot him but i don't want to see the body is that their reaction <laughs> Get me into this linseed health farm <laughs> now. I was quite enjoying this show for the first 12 weeks. <laughs> Suddenly then I was, hold on, no, it's, not, it's the nickelback that people want. You're getting in the way, pal.
<laughs> it is. It is. Um. Yeah. To have. Well, I honestly prefer the clutter. I mean, I'm coming out to say I'm all for clutter. The listeners like the clutter. See, the whole thing is based on the idea, this is what I'm told, the the talk gives people the opportunity to switch over. Like, the music stops them. (laughs) Like, as soon as you go to Bruce Hornsby in the range, apparently they're hypnotised like a kitten with a piece of string, and they just can't find the dial. There's absolutely no way you would tune over if the range came on. But once that guy starts opening his yap... Yammering on. <laughs> but that guy, I'll remind you, that guy is opening his yap. Number one in the podcasts. Number one, well, we slipped down to number two or three. Because you stopped the clutter. <laughs> you needed the we clutter. We decluttered the podcast. <laughs> Look, I'm getting bitter. And see, without Ed Cavalier here, yeah. without the safety rope to pull me back to niceness. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? He's over in, he's meant to be in Germany reporting on the World Cup, which uh, I understand something went horribly wrong overnight. Is that right, Richard? Uh, yeah, we, the, the Socceroos went down, unfortunately. Oh, what, one did you not to, watch it, Tony? I didn't see it, but I got to my 7-Eleven. There's usually dancing or anger, but this morning there was just uh, people pouring petrol on themselves, saying, just help yourself to Chiquitos. We're out of here. Just lone tears trailing down the cheeks, just standing all the green and gold makeup. But we uh, we do have Ed Cavalier over there somewhere. He's meant to be reporting from the stadium mm. where the footy happens. But uh, last time we spoke to him, he was in a Czech Republic strip club. <laughs> well done, Ed. <laughs> just trying to track down Otto Fister. Do you want to try and track him down, Phoebe? I'd love to. All right, let's do that next. I'll get this. You don't need me to tell you who that was. It's Get This here on Triple M, where Fifi Box is joining us. Uh, she's been away to a health farm to put on a lot of weight. <laughs> 400 grams. It's crazy. What kind of ruthless kind of uh, regime are they running at these places? Is well, it? it's actually, well, it's quite strict. You get not, you knock on the door at quarter to 6am. You have to get up and do Tai Chi up on a mountain while the sun comes up. <laughs> Nightmare. And then you get your bowl of porridge with linseed oil for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> then you get lettuce leaves for lunch. All right. And um, you get fish mm. once a week. All Other right. than that, it's all tofu and, and vegetables. And you get put into a canvas sack and just hit with sticks for <laughs> two or three hours, then taken out to a giant wicker man and set alight. <laughs> The weight-saving measure? (laughs) I should have. Maybe if I had, I'd lost some weight. Hey, something I love on the shebang. Heard in all states except Adelaide due (laughs) due to some ill-defined incident where apparently uh, Marty Sheargold spread some story about... And Wills and Gerbil. <laughs> it was all nonsense. It was disproved in court, but the damage was done. So, uh, you know, it's on every afternoon, and I know the uh, the German Files is one of my favourite segments. Are you persisting with that? Look, Marty is, and I, um, I, Kate, I can't believe, I just realised this, we haven't done a German File all through the World Cup. I mean, if there was ever a time to do a German File, it was now. We've completely missed the boat. Yeah, well, I reckon we're going one better than the German Files with our constant Fister updates. Uh, which come to you live from, well, they're meant to be coming from Germany, courtesy of Triple M's Ed Cavalier. Fister. Can you hear us, Ed? Uh, yes, hello Tony, hello Richard, hello Fifi. Oh, Ed, you never cease to amaze me. I was under the impression you told me before you left you were pumped up about going to see the soccer, and you're yeah. in Prague. No, no, okay, that's a that's a rumor uh, started by fact, but I'm actually in uh, I'm in Berlin. Oh, that's in Germany. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I went to the Brandenburg Gate and watched the uh, the disastrous Australia Italy match mm. at the, out this afternoon our time. Oh, 
inside? What are the feelings like on the ground? Oh, it was pretty, like, it, we just felt, felt pretty ripped off. But then there were a lot of German artists kind of taking photo, photographs of crestfallen Australian fans. So then we all got a bit posy. <laughs> and was any chairs being flung, any anger? No, it was all pretty, I mean, we were all pretty calm. I mean, you know, it's just kind of like, that's World Cup football. That's what happened. You know, Italians are going to take dives. You've just got to accept that, you know. Uh and the the guy, one of the guys got Tone, this is the bit I thought you'd like. Yes. A guy got a guy got sent off, right? Called Mar, um, Mar, no Marco Matarazzi, and he look, is the spitting image of John Turturro from Barton Fink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now you're yeah. interesting me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got you got Josh Kennedy, who looks like Chad Kruger from Nickelback playing for Australia, <laughs> versus John Turturro from Barton Fink. How about that? Fantastic. And Otto Fister, and now uh, guess what? Uh, Fifi Box has actually seen. The controversial uh, Togo France game. I was up watching it. Why? Ed, I'm actually a soccer fan. Really? I actually thought at first it was Tonga, but then I I realised it was Togo. I never never heard of Togo. And how did. What was the score in that game? Ed? Oh, oh, they lost 2 0. Togo lost 2 0. Togo lost 2 0. But they put up a good fight. And how's the Fister? Oh, the fist is good. Four more fist, four more fifty years. That's what they're saying. That's the word on the street. But hey, Tone, I, the thing I was, you know, because it's what kind of one I am here, so I'm often yeah. be kind of tired. But I was thinking today about the way we've kind of been represented in the like while the Australians are like all the coverage they've had over here of the fans, right? Mm. And today, my friend Nick was live on BBC World during wow. the game, being yeah, being very kind of proper and stuff. And for the most part, we've done okay. Now they had this this thing like, look at the Brazilian fans, and it's just a number of people in g-strings kind of dancing around, right? <laughs> and then. Then they go, and look at the Australian fans. And it cuts to a guy going, I'm from Lismore, let's get smashed. (laughs) Fly the flag. So what you're telling us, uh, (laughs) what you're telling us, Ed, is that although your uh, crosses from Germany are woefully inadequate, you've got a friend who's on the BBC. (laughs) (laughs) What's this bloke? How's your friend on the BBC? What are you talking about? We were just standing there. We were standing there watching the game, you know, looking, you know, looking the part. And a dude walked over and said, hello, I'm from the BBC. Would you like to be on? And then he did like this, you know, you're right, actually, Tone, you're right. He's, he's, he's cutting my grass. He's moving in on my territory. <laughs> hey, have you bumped into the Robin Hoods, the German Robin Hoods? Have you heard about them? Who's, who's this Robin Hood? What's this? There's a bunch. It's not nothing to do with Rex Hunt. Don't worry. We finished no. with that file. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, there's a bunch of, uh, well, burglars or, or outlaws, as it were, who dress up as superheroes and rob uh, restaurants and gourmet food stores and then distribute the food to the poor. Uh, that is great. While leaving flowers with the cashiers while they make their getaway. And their, their catchphrase, and it's a bit of a long one, I'm afraid, but this is their catchphrase. Maybe it's been mistranslated from German. Without the abilities of the superheroes to help them, it would be impossible for ordinary people to survive in the city of the millionaires. You know what that is, Tony? That's catchy. That's what that is. Can I ask you, Tony, with the German superheroes, does that make the nemesis Lex Martin Luther? Oh, sorry. And what I love is he's you read a book or something. He's dropped the line, and then he's looked around to see where his canned laugh is, and then he's realised it's him who's meant to bring it in. 
Hey, hey, Tone. Tone. Yes. That superheroes reminds me of this great thing I saw in our last night in Prague, Fifi. Yeah. It was like England had played in the afternoon and, and won. Anyway, the English fans like a bit of a dress up. I mean, normally they kind of just go for like white sand shoes, pasty legs, no shirt, kind of sunburnt head, right? <laughs> but every now and again, some of them kind of really dress up. And there was this guy dressed as Spider-Man, and he was so proud of himself. He was jumping off tables, having photographs with, like, other fans and stuff. And then there was this wonderful moment where Spider-Man's walking through the crowd, proud as punch with all these English fans, and out of out of another cafe comes another English fan, also dressed as Spider-Man. <laughs> and what happened? And they, they kind of looked at each other, right? Went over there, they kind of had a small chat, and then they just agreed to go to different parts of the square. <laughs> and look for other supporters dressed as Dr. Octopus to beat with chairs. Uh, Ed, we're now, I think we're having a day off your reports because Bert Newton's in here tomorrow and he's going to brook no nonsense. No, that's okay. I was going to actually ask for a day off tone. Like, you know, <laughs> haven't got enough I'm material. No, I'm just work. I'm working hard for the money tone. You know? Are you, Ed, as we speak, are you in a youth hostel? No, I, actually, Fifi, how dare you? I'm in a very, I'm in a very charming basement apartment in a suburb of Berlin. We've 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 mastered the art of looking at something on the internet and going, oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 twenty six k's out from the city centre. That's not far. <laughs> well, good luck to you, and we'll hook up with you again on Thursday, Ed. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Cheers. My life, my dream, nothing's gonna stop. I'll tell Fister. And next up, we're going to be bringing you an exclusive recording of that encounter between John Howard and Susilo Bambang. You do you know? Get this. Russell Crowe is one who won't touch it with a barge pole. For Mrs. Olivia Buckley of Cherry Brook on Triple M. It's get this on Triple M. Fifi Box is with us. Much bucks and hen's night ugliness to come. But uh, next up, we're going to hear from the Prime Minister. How's that for sizzle? Stand back, stand well clear. That's Stevie Nicks here again. This on Triple M. Myself, Tony Martin, Richard Marsland uh, chiming in from the side. Fifi Box co-hosting yes. from the shebang. Mm. How so? Your show's back on air in all states except Adelaide. How's it going? How did it go yesterday? It's went great guns actually. It's mm. so good when I'm. I, I I mean, I will be the first to say this, and he'll never say it about me. But I really missed Marty. Really. And um and it was like getting you know. Seeing your old buddy and, and mucking around. I mean, it wasn't good radio, but, but we had a lot of fun in the studio. But is Marty Sheagold the reason you had to go to that health camp for so long? No, not yeah. Marty. Marty is the re- Marty keeps me sane. Right. Marty tries his best. He actually tutors me and he mentors me about my health, mm. about my attitude. And um, no, he is he's a guru himself. He should be Marty Buddha Sheagold. And he used to do pyrotechnics on uh, <laughs> the Van Halen tours when they would come here. He did. He was the sound man. <laughs> He was a spotlight guy. And uh, flashpots, that's what yeah, he tells us. he loves flashpots. And you say, what, that the uh, network's going to have you show up on blocks this week, is that yeah, right? Yeah, we, we just get, you get looked at every now and then, it's just mm. like you're going for your service. Yeah, time for maybe Battle of the Sexes to come yeah. back, will they say something like that? <laughs> Might be. What, what sort of advice will they give you? Well, we will brace ourselves, and right. um, I imagine... Our guests will get a run, I think. Oh, that's always we'll when they start guests. going to guests. Um, benchmarks can right. get a bit. Might be time for sexy reading to come back. Right. And um, six billion to one might get get a go on the bench. <laughs> German files. <laughs> Ramp German it up. Files, yep. 
I was told, uh, mate, get your 20 hottest guests and uh, rotate them hard. <laughs> I'm going, what hottest guests? What is that English? <laughs> How do I decide whether they're hot? Do I get out the FHM hot issue? <laughs> Hang on a second. Is Angus Sampson in the hot issue? Does, does people find Angus hot? <laughs> you should seriously have a week of Lara Bingle, Chloe Maxwell and Joe Ashton from Big Brother. Oh, that's sounds there you go. I don't think we hot. can handle that in here. It's <laughs> <laughs> too much sizzle. Uh, all right, uh, looking for news stories because, you know, we tackle the serious news on this program. You do, very a, well. What about Saddam Hussein's uh, piss week hunger, hunger strike? Did What's you, he done? Was, he, uh, he announced he was going on a hunger strike. That was last Thursday at lunch. He refused lunch, but by dinner time he'd relented. <laughs> <laughs> so skipping a meal is a hunger strike now. That's brilliant. He needs to go on the linseed and apple diet. He certainly does. But that's just hilarious. Like this evil dictator says, I am not going to eat and I will kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> go for your life. Make room for somebody else in that hole. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, here's, here's something that, because, you know, I noticed that your private life is just all over the program, Fifi. Yeah, it is. <laughs> a detriment is... to my relationship at the moment because he's really? not coping. Because I notice, yeah, everything that happens to you basically ends up on the show. Yeah, it does. And it's what's one I just, it's, I mean, my mum always said to me, I don't have a filter. So it's that right. sort of think before you speak thing where I just go, well, it's like I'll sit in the office talking to Marty and then I sort of forget <laughs> the headphones and microphones. I go, Marty, you won't believe it. Last night... He didn't buy dinner. And um, I was about to say something worse then. But that's about- <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> you saw my eyes dart around. The brakes went on. <laughs> so what was the last thing you said that got you into trouble? The last thing I said was that, oh, that, <laughs> that he, um, oh, I was away f- on a weekend with the man yeah. and um, the boyfriend who remains anonymous. And yeah. um, he talcum powdered his tummy. Right. <laughs> I just thought it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. A, a grown man of 37 in a restaurant powder <laughs> on his tummy. <laughs> Just, uh, I mean, talc mm. is for babies. Well, so then actually uh, Matt Bauer, our uh, audio engineer, got hold of it and made a promo. So across the day it was, <laughs> the man talcs his tummy. Yeah. So my boyfriend has hint, you know, since said, can you not mention personal intimate details about my yeah. personal hygiene? Because I was speaking to Marty. Marty thinks he's gay. So yeah. <laughs> that's Marty's theory. <laughs> Marty's thought they've all been gay. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet he has. <laughs> uh, what was I leading to? This woman here, uh, you know... Delivering birth in a lift. Would you like to do that at the hospital, Nikki? You've had a baby. That, would that no, be thanks. fun? No, not at all. This is what happened. But, you know, just imagine reading this about yourself in the paper, that you just couldn't make it all the way and you had to give birth in the lift. <laughs> People like that. The woman had been in labour for 55 minutes. This is uh, in Launceston over the weekend. And uh, basically the lift doors opened on the third floor Mm. People tried to get in and someone was in there giving birth. Oh, gee. I, I think she got fined because uh, when the, the baby was born, it uh, tipped it into over 10 persons. So <laughs> it was a lot of trouble. But just things like that. What else is it? I tell you who, um, speaking of embarrassing encounters though, mm. in public, did you see John Howard yesterday? On the news when he bumped into uh, Udiano on the beach. I didn't. What do you mean bumped into? They were doing the power walking, you know, in the yeah. morning when he gets out in the tracky decks. And he, he didn't know that UD was walking too? Or? Well, I, I think we, we'll let the news explain what happened. An early walk along the waterfront for John Howard on the Indonesian island of Batam. But the Prime Minister's routine took an unusual twist when somebody spotted a familiar figure walking along a nearby jetty. Oh, is that him? Is that the Indonesian bloke? Bambi? 
He's coming over. Oh, shall I hide? Um, I'll get up this tree. Yeah, yeah, give us a lift. Quick! Ah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Howard, is that you? Bam, bam. I was just uh, climbing this tree to, to evade the paparazzi. Mr. Howard, please. Oh, sorry. The shorts are a bit capacious. Giving you a, a basic instinct, was I? There followed a chance encounter of a couple of beachcombers in defiance of the security and formal protocols. Um, <laughs> what about those socceroos? What? What are you talking about? Oh, should I do the kiss, kiss, bam, bang joke? What? That'd be tasteless. What, what, Mr. Oh. Howard, what is this joke? Oh, sorry, nothing. It was. Uh, uh, Fred Bassett, I was laughing at on the plane. My, my wife cuts them out for me. And, uh... <laughs> President Udiano was staying in a neighbouring resort. This casual chat breaking the ice before formal talk. So, you just uh, out and about with your people? Um, <laughs> I like getting out early, just uh, free-balling amongst the constituents. What? What does he mean, I'm still Johnny from the block. What? Yeah, so, uh, Bam Bam, Yudi Yodo. Yudi Yodo. Mr. Howard. Uh, it's all fine. We're processing them offshore. I'm going to get the numbers. It'll be fine. We'll get it through. Despite the theory chat, issues of substance dominate and threaten to mar the formal talks between the two leaders. Mr. Howard will lodge in person his anger at the early release from prison of Abu Bakr Bashir. Um, so... Uh, uh, Who have you let out of prison this week? The Riddler? What? <laughs> what does he mean? The scene set for both leaders to be less than fully satisfied. Oh. Here you are, you. God. I'll see you at the talks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it, uh, is it BYO, do you know? Because I've, I've brought the bag. <laughs> You'll be wearing your trademark fez. And I'll be wearing my trademark comb-over. What is Fez? What? Yeah, the Fez, the Tommy Cooper hat. You know, the, the little... Just like that. You know, just like East Timor. Oh, sorry, that, that was inappropriate. Eskimo Joe, as you know, black fingernails, red wine. Let's get this right around the nation. Fifi Box is with us. Let's hear that sound, Mr Marsland, please. <laughs> the all-new Talkback Mountain. It still reminds me of The Price is Right. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it should. Terps isn't happy. I'm looking through the women's mags. Uh, do you, obviously. you look in the women's mags more than me, Tony. That, I feel bad. There's I so mean, much. they are women's. They're for me. Well, what I mean, that's a terrible sexist generalisation, but... Well, it's all about who's fat and who's not fat and who's too fat and who's... And who's too thin. Too thin. And it's, it's such a, a razor's edge that they seem to walk. It is. I mean, just have a look at this. Just in one of the mags this week, mm. a new weekly, on the front, it's uh, Reese Witherspoon fighting cruel taunts. She's too fat. <gasps> is she too fat? She's, she's meant to be an A-lister, but oh, she's too fat to be on the A-list. <laughs> then you turn over the page, there's uh, Jessica Simpson with a slight kind of bulge around the midriff. <gasps> Comfort eating? Oh, oh no. what's that about? She's so fat. Oh, that's much too fat. <laughs> and then you turn over the page... And it's Anna Cornucovia. Anorexia fears. <laughs> Anorexia fears. Well, why do you reckon that is? <laughs> that is appalling. Who's causing the anorexia? These oh, magazines, surely. They are. I have such issues with that. It is crazy. Because even the women, just looking at that photo of Je Jessica Simpson with that mm. tiny bulge, 
I mean, that's an, a fifth of my bulge. Every woman has a, you know, that's nothing. That's a flat stomach. Oh, Fifi Box, a slight bulge. <laughs> Is it a telltale baby bump? <laughs> Tongues are wagging. Don't, I'll go back to Linseeds if you do that. That's what I was reading. It's Princess Mary. Is it a baby bump? <gasps> oh, sippling clucky. Tongues are wagging. If your tongue is wagging about Princess Mary, it should be pulled from your skull. That's my opinion. What kind of person thinks about what Princess Mary is doing? Is interested in what Princess Mary is doing? I know. It is. It's it's appalling. Uh, it's disgraceful. But it keeps us going on it this does. program. <laughs> Uh, what else have we got it's, here? It's good clutter. <laughs> Solid gold clutter. We love a bit of clutter. We always look through to find the fakest sounding uh, line from an insider, source, okay. observer, friend, friend or, of a friend. Or pal. Uh, and, you know, the, the dialogue, they've just got to write better dialogue for this. <laughs> the, the battle between uh, Jennifer Aniston and uh, Eva Longoria. Oh, I didn't know there was a battle. Mm, there is now. She needs taking down a peg or two, spat Jen of the Latina bombshell. Ooh. Really? Would Jennifer Anderson speak in such bad dialogue? She, she would not spit. I met her two weeks ago, and she's oh. not the spitting type. What did you learn? Is there a baby bump? <laughs> oh, tongue's wagging. <laughs> I learned What's that the it's... story with Brad and Angelina? <laughs> I wasn't allowed to ask those questions, but I learnt that she has an actual two centimetre waist. The tiny, she's like a Smurf, a midget. It's the, she's the tiniest thing I've ever seen. All right. So is that too fat for the A-list or anorexia beers? Where does it fit in between those two poles? She's probably on the fence. Here's one I like. Uh, this is uh, the heated uh, argument between. Um, Lindsay Lohan and Puff Daddy, or P. Diddy. She's in a fight with everyone, Lindsay yeah. Lohan. Well, apparently all at once. And anyway, she's she's told uh, P. Diddy to get off her table, and then the rapper blasted back, <laughs> How dare she speak to me like that? <laughs> Is that a line that that's... P. Diddy would say? How dare she speak to me like that? <laughs> no, that's more Snoop Dogg. I can hear him doing that, not P. Diddy. <laughs> How dare she shizzle me like that? <laughs> what else is in the mix? Obviously, the big talk was uh, Nicole Kidman, the wedding. Oh, yes, it was. Uh, uh, the Bucks party, the, the hen's night. Do you know what I loved before? Actually, before in the papers last week, I loved reading about the leak. You know, they were leaking what Nicole be wearing, etc. Yes. And it was this was the best quote I heard. I believe she'll be wearing white on white with a splash of pink. <laughs> On white. Well, one of the mags, I don't think I brought it with me, one of them is uh, actually reporting on the wedding. It's obviously printed before the wedding occurred, so yeah. all the details had to be kept as generic as possible. Uh, but I thought, let's get people to call in with Bucks Night and Hens Night Antics. Do you want to do oh, a bit of that? It's a good please? area. Is Very it? good area. I, I've got an article full of research about the subject, and I'm just going to put it down and ask you what you've heard. Do you know what? <laughs> I hate them. I'm going on record as saying I despise... I, look, I can't speak for Bucks Nights because I haven't attended one. Right. But Hens Nights, I find them so trite and so... It's, you've got to go out and have fun. I hate mm. parties that tell you you're going. You've got to have a huge night. There's got to be male strippers. I don't enjoy male strippers. <laughs> I think that's something completely left to your gender and sex. I think we. Yes, have, we love the male strippers. <laughs> don't you? I'll never forget. I was at a hen's night and a group, fifteen of my girlfriends sitting around at this male strip joint, looking at a male stripper, going, "Yeah, yeah." We all looked at each other and went, 
No, I'd rather go and get a cup of coffee. Like, this is so lame. Uh, it's that expectation of a hen's night. I don't want to be thinking about pressed meat so no. close to a, a, a night of joy and happiness. Yeah, but they're always a dud. <laughs> Marslow, do you have something to say? I think you found Oh, yeah, this is a story from October last year. It's a bit of an old story, but a hen's night ended in disaster when the bride and six of her friends were arrested at an Adelaide strip club. Uh, about a dozen women, mostly circus performers... <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. Uh, we're celebrating the pending marriage of a friend when they decided to visit the Crazy Horse Review on Adelaide City, Hindley Street. The mother of the bride said trouble started after one of the women tripped outside the premises. Um, Fifteen police were called to the strip club and seven women were arrested, including uh, a 60-year-old woman who was arrested at the Crazy Horse, which boasts that it's the best strip club uh, in Australia and coordinator of the Miss Nude Australia pageant. Fantastic. <laughs> and circus performers felt the need to go elsewhere for entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Well, that's the kind of stuff we're looking for, is it not? It is. <laughs> You're not sure, are you? I'm not sure. Well, actually, that just reminded me, another problem with hen's nights is it's the, the varying of ages. You get 60-year-old women because the yes. mums and aunts come and then the 18-year-old cousins and nieces and then you've got, you know, middle-aged people. It's just wrong, all the, <laughs> all these people wanting a man to get his clothes off. I've gone far too anti the hen's night. I'm hoping women are going to call and tell me about good hen's nights experience. We'll take anything. Antics ahoy, one triple three five three. That'll be John Mellencamp. Let's get this on triple M quick. Let's get up that mountain. <laughs> Who's been to a hens and or stroke buck night? Uh, it's Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi, how you going? <laughs> Hello, Sam. Where are you calling us from? Brisbane. Oh, Brisbane. Not drinking too much water, I hope. Oh, of course not. Okay, good to hear. Mary Ed Harris will be very angry. <laughs> uh, what's been happening at the uh, hen's night? Well, I went to a hen's night la um, last month, mm. and we got the party bus from here in Brisbane down to the Gold Coast. Yes. And um, I'm a bigger girl, but <laughs> like on the bus there was these real slim little girls flashing their bars, and I, I said to them, "Girls, girls, you got to do it properly." And the next car that came along. The, the hen and I, we went one, two, three, and we pulled our tops down and flushed our boobs to the whole world. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> you sound pretty happy with that, uh, Sam. Oh, well, I did it sober. They couldn't believe I actually did it sober. They were drunk. Sober. <laughs> what was that phrase you used earlier? What did you say they were doing? They were what? Sorry? Did you say flashing their bars? No, their bras. Oh, their bras. <laughs> Okay, yeah, what's going obviously on they probably didn't have enough up top to flash out, but I do. <laughs> and how did that evening end up, Sam? Really well. Really well. <laughs> I was still sober by the end of the night because I had to drive home, but um, the hen's mother, we had to pull her out of the club. She was having a good time. <laughs> so it's always the mum. There's always yeah. a scandal with mum. Sam, was it strippers? Did you see strippers? We saw one, but he wasn't very good. Yeah, see, they're never any good. <laughs> when no, you say what, no. like, why wasn't he very good? Oh, because he was just, I think he was just too arrogant up himself. Yeah, just thought he was beautiful. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Sam. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, the mum always has to be reeled out. Yeah, the mum always goes too far. She needs to be on one of those ropes, like with five <laughs> lifesavers. Pull her out of the nightclub. Uh, I think Adam's got a story for us. Adam, are you there? Oh, I certainly do, guys. I love your show too, Tone and guys. Oh, thanks, Adam. Where are you calling from? <laughs> 
Where are oh, you? Brisbane, but uh, this is a story from when I was living back in Sydney, uh, oh, okay. back where the real people live. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, we don't want any trouble. What no, happened? No, we don't. Anyway, uh, it was a good bucks night, and uh, some friends of ours, uh, they were a married couple, and they had a tow trucking business. So anyway, uh, the mandatory thing we did, got him absolutely paralytic drunk, stripped <laughs> him, shaved him, we strapped him to the back of a tow truck, and we drove him around the city. Uh, it was a riot. Everything was going really well. We stopped at uh, we stopped at uh, Brighton to have a coffee, and we're sitting there for about half an hour or so. And uh, we saw this tow truck flying past, lights flashing. We thought, "What the hell's going on here?" Looked up, it was a girl strapped to the back of it. It was his wife. Oh, you're joking! <laughs> so they clearly, they, they were they perfectly. Stripped her, they shaved her head, everything. It was, it was a match made in heaven. Oh, you should have seen the wedding pictures the following uh, the following week. It actually looked pretty good, believe it or not. With the, both the bride and groom with the shaved heads. Exactly, yeah. And the groom so still... They out of place, so it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, I've never been married, but I wouldn't invite them to me bucks or hens night anyway. <laughs> No. Insanity. Well, it always it, it, nobody was the phrase you always hear is strapped to a boom gate. Does that actually happen? <laughs> no, it was apparently it's strapped to a tow truck. Now I've never seen anyone strapped to anything. No, I'm always you always hear that that people get you know men get shaved and strapped to you know lamp posts. I've never actually seen one. Well, I I, I can't condone that sort of behaviour. That sort of behaviour belongs in the armed forces, mm. as we know. <laughs> have we run disgracefully over? I'm afraid we're going to have to say uh, goodbye to everyone who called in. I'm afraid there's just too oh. much clutter today. I blame you, Fifi Box. And I'm sorry, I'll take my clutter and leave. <laughs> You've got some left over for your own oh, program. Oh, I'll clutter my show, don't worry. Lots the, of clutter. The shebang in all states but South Australia this afternoon from 4 o'clock. Uh, give it a bit of sizzle, Fifi. What's coming up on today's show? On today's show, oh, Glenn Robbins, the wonderful master oh. of everything. Um, beautiful man, Glenn Robbins. And, um, yep, I'll be there. And Marty too. So. All right. That's sounding hot. Uh, thanks to everyone who called in, including the people we didn't have time to put to air. Sorry about that. We will be back tomorrow. And I think our key phrase today was, uh, it'd be the amount of weight that Fifi managed to put on at that health farm. How much was it? 400 grams. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be back tomorrow with, get this, Mr. Bert Newton. Lending a touch of professionalism to the shambles of a program that is, get this, 